Welcome to Coffee with the Sarlows. I'm Kelly. And I'm Karen. We are a mother-daughter duo of mediums, medical intuitives, psychics, and energy healers offering personal sessions to clients all over the world. And this is our podcast. Coffee with the Sarlows is a platform to share the remarkable experiences of our clients and the messages that are channeled for them from the spirit world. These stories will make you laugh, some will make you cry, and some are certain to be an absolute butt-kicking with love. Our intent for this podcast is to gently and kindly challenge your beliefs, grow your empathy, and help you find pieces of your own self in each one of these individual stories. Before we jump into today's show, we have a few notes for our listeners. Karen and I have personal practices channeling for local and international clients. If the stories in these shows is something you'd like to experience, you can request your own personal session through our website, bysarlo.com. We also have gift certificates available if you wish to gift this experience to someone anywhere in the world. We have a second podcast series called Sips of Sanity. This series is your emotional and intuitive intelligence toolkit. We pick one topic every month and provide you with healthy tools for critical thinking and communication. This series airs the first week of every month. The first show is free and can be found on our website, your favorite podcast platform, or YouTube. The full series can be found on patreon.com forward slash by Sarlo. Patreon is our membership portal with a ton of monthly benefits for those of you seeking to grow your emotional and intuitive intelligence. Karen has a personal blog that explores the beauty and importance of intuitive gifts. There's a question and answer segment that addresses listeners' questions. As we mentioned, you can find the complete Sips of Sanity series here along with handy habit trackers and great reflective questions to help you get the most from the shows. We provide you with guided journeys and music to enrich that experience, and we're running an emotionally intelligent, interactive book club. And for patrons in our top tier, each month we're putting your names into a draw for a free half-hour channeling session with Karen or myself. If you're interested in joining us, head over to patreon.com forward slash by Sarlo. Now, on to the show. Well, isn't this just an absolutely lovely Saturday morning? Mm-hmm. I have a wonderful story for today. I hope so. <laughs> well, I know that our last couple were a little bit of a challenge. I also know I demanded a happy story. <laughs> So thank you for delivering. Yeah, you're welcome. Okay, so this is a phone call that comes in, and it's a gentleman. So what's his name? Khalid. So Khalid calls, and he says, can you just uh, tell me what you get about my dog? Just like that. And I said... Do you get as excited as I do when you hear, tell me about my dog? Yes. Okay. Yes, and I mean, people who don't have dogs or cats think, well, they might think... Don't they get excited to tell us about our humans? Not as much. <laughs> I mean, abortions and miscarriages, I definitely do. Oh, yeah, me too. I think it's, uh, I get excited in particular for clients that are looking for closure. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I, I, it's a different kind of excitement than I can feel for a person that wants to see what the gifts can do by being accurate. Yeah. Because that's a situation where... It's, 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 if they're kind, it can be very fun to give them all their validations. So that can be a really good session too. But closure is usually about love and understanding. Yeah. And, and I find that people, well, you, you have to be in a different place to want those things. Yes. And I think that the impact is just more satisfying. Mm -hmm. 
I cannot remember his name. Khalid. <laughs> so <laughs> Khalid um, just asked that question, you know, what can you get about my dog? And I just immediately get the dog coming in, like in a split second, saying, I'm dead. And that surprised me a little bit just because of the tone of voice that he used. But that's okay. I, I can be human and get into my mind and think I know what I'm doing. And then sure enough, the spirit guides can come in and say, you do not know anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nothing. Ever. <laughs> so Kelly, I need you to pick a female name for the dog. Lulu. So, oh, I love that. I have a cousin named Lulu. Well, it's not really Lulu, it's Louise, mm-hmm. but her nickname is Lulu. Well, this, I chose African names today. Oh, thank you. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Lulu just comes in in beautiful, beautiful energy and says to me, I'm happy. I'm so happy. And there's a big stress on happy. And, I, and so I told him that immediately, I've got your dog. And she says that she's happy. It's the first thing she wants to say. Now, as a medium, that makes me nervous. I don't like saying that. Oh, really? Yeah. Why? Um, well, I like facts first. Oh, see, I find that always comes first. And I will outright explain to the person. I've never heard a soul say they're not okay when they pass or they're not happy, but we're going to put a pin in that for a minute and go get our facts. So that you can oh, trust this. That, that's a beautiful way of wording that and doing that. So she, Lulu says to me, um, I'm happy. I'm happy I'm on the other side. And when I say why, Lulu tells me that Khalid loved her very much. That she had a brother dog. And that's how she called it. Mm-hmm. A brother dog. Very specific, yes. Yeah. I, 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 I loved the term. A brother dog. Well, that's that's part of a fact, right? Yes. Versus I had a brother who was human. Yeah. I had human parents. I had human siblings. I got exercised. I got fed. And I felt I had a good life. So I'm happy with that because I was well-loved. So then I explained all of that to Khalid and he said, okay. And... You can hear his... um, Relief? Yeah. You can hear it in his voice. I thought thought at first that he he was crying. And I'm not sure because I didn't remote view him, but I just went quiet for a little bit to give him that message. And then he said, "Um, does Lulu have anything else to say? And I said, Lulu, what's he looking for? What are we, what's the needle in the haystack? What is it, What does this person need? Your, your human is here. And I hear Lulu say, well, he wants to know what happened the day that I died. So I said, okay, can you show me, tell me what, illustrate what occurred. And Lulu shows me that she was outside in the yard with her brother dog and was trying to throw up several times. Mm-hmm. And because we have Parker and Winston, I made the assumption she must have eaten grass because Parker will throw up when he eats grass. So I'm thinking, oh, this is about grass and an upset stomach. And then I get sore like on my left side and I'm like, oh, wait a minute. I'm starting to get some body pain. So I said, Lulu, I'm sore on my left side. Does this have anything to do with you? Yep, that's me. 
Oh, so you have body pain. Yep. I had body pain for about a week. And, uh, but it only came through in the sense that I was fatigued. Oh, okay. So you were sleeping more than usual. Well, kind of, yeah, she says, but also I'm aging. I said, oh, okay. So this is blurred lines for me. (laughs) Like, okay. So you're talking about being fatigued, being older, sleeping more. You have a sore side. Would Khalid know that you had a sore side? No, no, because I was just sleeping more. I was just not laying on that side. They were just questioning whether the family was looking like, is this me aging? Is this that I ate something? And and so they were just sort of waiting it out. And I said, well, what happened then the day that you died? Well, I just wasn't moving. Mm. It looked like I wasn't freaking breathing. So they took me right to the vet. Didn't call, just drove straight into the vet. Panicked, which was fantastic. But because we are in COVID times, Khalid cannot go in. So he has to drop Lulu off and speak over the phone and say, I'm here, I'm outside your door, Uh, my pet is here. And so as he's talking over the phone, he sees them open the door and they've got their masks and like a shield on. And so he takes the dog out and puts it in a pen area. Um, which means a fenced area outside, and then he has to move outside of it, and then they go in, the staff, go in and take the dog and bring the dog in. So he feels that everything's going to be taken care of, and Lulu will, you know, be coming home later that day. Well, he gets a phone call within maybe two to three hours, and Lulu has died. Mm -hmm. So, like, he's devastated because he can't see this coming. He feels like, I just dropped her off. I didn't say goodbye. I didn't, like, what? I think anyone with a pet can empathize with Khalid Mm -hmm. and Lulu. So she says to him, "Um, I understand how all of this happened. I know you're human and you know it, but I'm crossed over and I understand COVID now. I understand the circumstances as to why you put me in a pen and didn't stay with me. I understand that they came out to get me to help me. I understand all of this was done in the best interest of every single person. I understand all of it. So he again, you can hear this sigh on the other phone, on the other side of the phone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like sighing too. Yeah, that's part of the closure. Yeah. You don't want them to be scared or to feel like they've been abandoned. Yeah, and I think this was a really important part where Lulu says, I understood all of this. And and then she goes into saying, once the staff came out and got me, I understand that they they know and that they want me to feel safe. They know you can't come in with me, Khalid. They know this. So they're trying to make sure that I feel even more loved than I normally would. Mm -hmm. And I already felt loved going to this vet with all of the staff. This isn't something I was struggling with to begin with. But the staff are going above and beyond to make sure that I'm I'm cared for. Mm -hmm. They know. Our vet um, made sure as, as part of her clinic that if any animals were going into surgery, that one of her staff was not quote unquote working and would actually 
like a parent be next to the pet so they felt loved and like they had a person there who wasn't medical. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Mm. I thought that was really remarkable. It is. It's humane. Mm -hmm. Um, Empathic, intuitive, loving. It's just so many beautiful things. So Lulu comes through to totally explain how cared for she feels during this entire process. And I, I don't think she ever actually said to me that it was her spleen that erupted. But she says that she dies in surgery and that this is not the fault of the vet or any of the staff. So now she's also answering a question here. About fault. You got it. Saying, no, no. This problem was already happening at home. This is why I was feeling like I wanted to throw up. This is why I had this upset stomach. This is why I was saying that I had this pain. It's why, and I don't know all the symptoms of what happens when the spleen ruptures for a dog, but some of these symptoms, I would imagine, are appropriate to this. So the fatigue, like all of this, all of this stuff, and there probably are other symptoms. I just didn't get them all. So these are the ones I got and I explained. And he said, um, he validated that this is what the vet said occurred, was that this was the spleen. And by the time, obviously, that Lulu comes in that particular day, it's too late. There isn't a fault by the staff that they're not doing a proper surgery or that they've made a mistake during surgery. Yeah, I just didn't catch it soon enough. That's correct. Yeah. But now he feels like the blame is placed on him. Oh. So there's this relief. Isn't this interesting, Kelly? Like it's mm-hmm. all this relief that, oh my God, okay, at least I know that the vet and the animal care service did everything they could. Oh, okay, thankfully, that's off my radar, right? There's one stress gone. But now it's like, oh, well, as soon as that was relieved, oh, good Lord, does this mean that this is now my fault? Mm-hmm. Or is this like... Is this my family's fault? Should somebody have seen this? Do I want to blame other people or do I want to take it all on myself and say it's my fault? And this is where Lulu comes in and says, Khalid, no, this is not your fault. I am an aging dog where I was showing more fatigue over a period of the last year. This is not where I just got fatigued in one week. It, it was for me, but I had had other weeks like that where I was fatigued with just aging issues, with sore bones and stuff. So this isn't something that you can sit down and try and pinpoint and try and find where you can find fault so that you can hang it on yourself and then punish yourself and grieve harder. Or I don't know. I don't know if there's a right word when you blame yourself for grieving, Kelly. But Lulu comes through to say, don't go into it. Mm. No matter what it's called, no matter what it is, This isn't about trying to say that you're responsible for something that you're not actually truly, honestly responsible for. So let's leave that alone. And so I checked in and I said to him, are are you good with that? Or do you need more affirmations, validations, or are you feeling comfortable? And he says to me, no, I'm comfortable because you're telling me everything accurately about everything that was going on. Mm So I don't need any extras. I just need to hear this. 
which is also saying a lot for Khalid that he's staying focused instead of yeah, what was it? You know, what was Lulu's favorite toy? Also, not dismissive. Yeah, he's he's looking for something and he's staying focused on it. And when he gets his information, he's really absorbing it and really letting it sink into his mind and his heart. Mm-hmm. And so Lulu says, you know what, Khalid, we had a beautiful life together. This was the way that I was going out. This is my death. Every living thing has a death story. This is mine. And everything before being cared for and loved, nurtured, family, attention, friendship is there. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's celebrate that truly as a celebration. And let's leave that be. I love you. And that was it. Lovely. He thanked me, and we were done the session. Kelly, I was just like so happy after that. Yeah, he can breathe. Yeah. And and he can breathe while he's cooking a dinner or when he goes to work. Like I just think Or of when he looks at his other dog and thinks I'm a good dad. Yeah. Or when he wants maybe another puppy and thinks, I deserve to have another dog. Yeah, I'm responsible. Yeah. Yeah, all those those things are important. Yeah, because if we believe the opposite of that, if if he goes into believing that I didn't do enough, I wasn't a good dad, um, this is my fault, that that can affect so much in confidence for him, not just in being a dog, uh, pardon me, (laughs) a dad to the other dog or to a puppy, but just in every aspect of his life where it it just shakes his confidence in who he thinks he is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I'm not saying that everyone without closure um, has ruminating thoughts. However, this this is a kind of event that can instigate ruminating thoughts, which can lead to anxiety disorders. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I do believe, too, that something like this can lead to a depression because it, it, it can be one thing that just puts somebody who was at a tipping point over. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm really grateful that Lulu showed up and just gave it to him. Very simple. Um, this was such an easy, I'll call it an easy session mm-hmm. because it was so very focused and he listened, asked the questions, and Lulu just... Like they were on the same page together. Yeah, I kind of I want to reference last week's show where we were talking mm. about Badia being asked, "Did you receive love?" Mm. And you know, you're talking about this this gentleman truly trying to accept, and sounds like doing a very good job, accept Lulu's love mm-hmm. to say you were a good dad. I loved you. I felt loved. Everything's okay. And, and had he gone into dismissiveness, or as you kind of mentioned, not being focused, we can dismiss that love really quickly and go into self-sabotage mode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well said. Thanks. Very well said. It was um, a beautiful session. Mm-hmm. Thank you for sharing. You're very welcome. Thanks for listening to Coffee with the Sarlos. If you enjoyed the show today, help spread the love with a like, share, or review of the podcast. See you next Saturday with a brand new episode.